1: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
0: Uh, I took a
2: moment, as I have at the top of every hour today, to step outside and just get a little sun on my face, get a little vitamin D.
3: You went back outside again?
2: Uh, Yeah, I did. Came Uh right back in. (laughs) Uh, That temperature is dropping like a rock. Yeah. Big difference. And
1: then we rebound when? When?
2: Uh, Thursday. Okay.
1: Yeah. Just get me to Thursday. It's, roller coaster. it's one day.
2: 37 is the high tomorrow. And then I think we're back up into this, uh, 60s, if I'm not mistaken, on Thursday.
3: Get me to Thursday. Yeah. I don't even think it drops much below 37 tomorrow night. 6 a.m. tomorrow. It's going to be 19 degrees. And then we're just All back right. up from there. Roller coaster.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, story here from KCTV five at Monday's Shawnee city council meeting. Council members look to address concerns. Surrounding short-term rentals like Airbnbs and VRBOs in the city. Uh, Council members say there are about 60 in the city of Shawnee. Of course, there are none in western Shawnee. You're you're
1: fooling yourself if you think there are only (laughs) 60 in a city that's, what, 120,000 people? No,
2: it's not that big. It's like 60,000 people.
1: Okay, it ain't 60, but go ahead.
2: It is 60.
1: Okay, that's the ones they know of is all I'm saying. What,
2: what are you talking about? What, what
1: you are, wait. We digress. No,
2: hang on. We're going to address this. By the way, the city of Shawnee has a metropolitan population of 67,500. Okay. What, what, you just said that's only the people they know of. Are there
3: underground tunnels <laughs> in Shawnee where people are hiding <laughs> out? No, it's only the short-term rentals that they know of. Yeah, I. Do you guys
1: I, listen
2: to each other when no, you speak. We, we, no, I said that there were <laughs> sixty thousand people in Shawnee, and she said that's what they know of.
1: No, I said six. Oh my God! No, she was. Re- okay. I'm referencing I, I the
2: six. No, you
1: don't. I was referencing the 60, not the 60,000. Okay. I'm not saying the city doesn't understand how many people live in their town. I'm saying the city is grossly underestimating the number of short-term rentals at 60. Okay. I I, digress. Ahead ahead of the (laughs) meeting, Channel 5. I get a martini.
2: I quit. Let's go to the Lawrence story.
1: No, I want you to finish your story. Well, I just ripped it up. Well, that's
3: problematic. Well, I know enough to be dangerous. Uh, They passed an ordinance Monday night. Adding restrictions to short term <laughs> rentals for mm-hmm. months they've been discussing, banning them all together, that didn't go over well because mm-hmm. people like to make money. Uh, but you have to register your short term rental with the city., mm-hmm. uh, the management personnel, whether that's you or a company, has to be within forty miles of the property and, and it can't be used as an event space,
1: okay, <sighs>
3: all right, and there's only sixty of them, yeah
1: that they know of. <laughs> I can't believe you thought I meant they didn't know how many people lived in the city. <laughs> I said there are you 16. said there are underground tunnels. I thought, under the Airbnbs? Like I, We were just talking right over each other. I was like, what? That's why I asked if you guys listen to no, each other I don't when even you have speak. My phone? I don't even <laughs> have my phone out. I was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. Let's go to Lawrence. Because this story is more problematic, I think. Local owners in Lawrence of Airbnb and VRB Homes could see their property taxes double. The county is going to tax such homes like hotels. Mm. This is just the headline. If you own a Lawrence or Douglas County home that is rented through Airbnb, VRBO, or other such sites, get ready for a booking. You may not like much a doubling of your property tax bills. The Douglas County appraiser's office recently sent a letter to nearly 200 such homeowners. Okay. And then there's this post under the VRBO Airbnb community center post. All right. Hi everyone. The Douglas County tax appraiser just sent out notices last week that if you operate an Airbnb or other short-term rental on your property, you are liable to pay commercial property tax rates, she writes. It is an absolute outrage that they are trying to push this through, and it looks like the protocol is when you get your annual tax valuation on your property, you will have to file for an appeal if you disagree that your property should pay commercial rates. I was told by the county appraiser, she writes... They are going to take a percentage of your property used and the amount of bookings to make exceptions and adjustments. But I think if Airbnb hosts got together, we could effectively fight back. It will take some organization. Would anyone in the community like to help? And someone actually replied and said, are they literally looking at booking us like, you know, tax wise? Are they looking at charging us the same way you would charge? a storage unit property or the Eldridge Eldridge or the Oriad. Yeah. Good. What do you mean? Good. My home is not a business. It's just from time to time. Someone else stays here.
2: Now, Dana, then that becomes a business and you know it.
1: Dana, Mm, listen, not in the same way. The Eldridge is a business. If
2: you are renting out your home in a residential neighborhood,
1: nobody wants, I know. An Airbnb in their neighborhood. Stop. Think about the World Cup coming to Kansas City and all the people, they're like looking over their shoulder like, I hope no one's watching because I'm renting this thing out. I'm going to pay my entire year's mortgage on this thing. You mean to tell me they should be commercially taxed like a hotel? Uh, Give me a break. For six weeks? No, it's not the same.
3: Student in the front row has a question. Yes. Oh,
1: oh, Sam, yes. Uh, This
3: is the exact same thing. Is this not the exact same thing they did in Kansas City? With what? They cracked down on short-term rentals and made you register them with the city so that they could charge well, you the hotel tax. Well, y- yes, not doubling. Yes, but nobody, in, nobody registered.
1: No one registered, and not. I don't think it would double your rates. It it can't be. You, you I'm not are, saying you are using your house is as a garage a, sale a business. Well,
3: if you have one every
2: weekend. Yeah, I mean, what what most neighborhoods do. C- come on, Danny. You you you
1: can't right. you can't believe what you're saying. I let me let me tell you this. Give me a number of weeks under which it becomes a commercial property because one. it ain't just the people.
3: No,
2: you've lost your mind. You,
1: Be reasonable.
2: You want an Airbnb next door to you? Be reasonable. Answer my question. It ain't one week. Do you want an Airbnb next to you? Yes or no?
1: Six weeks, and I think you're inching toward having a more of a business are, in the home than you, a home than a business. Dana
2: Wright, let me ask you this. Yeah. And I want you to look me dead in the eye, and I want you to a- actually answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If it's only for one week,
1: would you want an Airbnb next door to you? I would not know, so it wouldn't bother me. If it's consecutive weeks in a row where cars are coming how, and cars how many, are going, how many weeks is it going to take? I think six. I the think world, it's six. The world Cup is at least four. Because weeks. if you said to me, Sam, they've had six garage sales this year, I'm going to be like, all right, now you're sort of operating a business out of your garage. No, but,
2: but cities mandate the number of garage sales that you're legally allowed I to know. have. I know.
1: And so what I'm saying is, for the Airbnb doubling of your tax rates, this cannot be for one weekend or five weeks. It has to be you are routinely renting it out. And I'm just trying to ask you. What is that number of calendar weeks to you? One week. No, it is not one week. I don't want. Okay, okay. Wait, Jack and his girlfriend come over and they've got two towns, um, friends in town from Austin last weekend and they don't have a place to stay. So I allow all four of them to stay under my roof. You want to tax me now as a commercial property no. because of that? Are you, are you, char- are you
2: charging them? Yes. Yeah. You are? You're going to charge Jack's girlfriend to stay at your house? No. Of course You know not. my point. It's, no. Yes, your you point, do. Your point has no value.
3: Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, in You the know, know of- I
1: love you. You are not even being remotely reasonable about Would this. Would you want the That's ne- not the question. The question is, should a homeowner be charged a commercial tax rate like yes. the Oread... If you are making if they a they are renting out that property for... A handful of weeks out of the year, and you know the answer is no. If if I work out of
2: my home, do I get to do, deduct the— T- The very the small off- square
1: footage of, of the office, office, which literally, by the way, we looked into that last year, gives you— z- I mean, it's really zero benefit if you're doing yeah, it correctly. I don't know if that's true, but— like, I think we saved $9. But if I'm using my home office to do work,
2: do I get to deduct that on my taxes? You do. Okay. So if I'm selling my house to people I don't know, and let's be honest, people my neighbors don't know, am I engaging in commercial enterprise? And Not at you, and double the
1: rate the way, with which they would honest, tax a hotel. Not at if, double the rate. If you're being honest, the answer has to be yes. If you are renting it out every single weekend, I agree with you. The if city. you're just renting it out for the Big 12 tournament when people are in town, I f- vehemently disagree. Oh, oh, yeah. You should be taxed be- like a because, commercial property.
2: that's what I want as a homeowner in, wet, in Western Shawnee. Grey Oh Grey Poupon. Oh, Here, here's what I want. I want a bunch of drunk <laughs> Iowa State, State fans, fans. I knew you were going to say Iowa State. Partying next door at my neighbor's house while I'm trying to fall asleep at 9 o'clock at night. That is a commercial property.
1: No, it is not. If it's a two-week thing or a three-week thing, it's not a commercial property.
3: In the city of Kansas City, if you register a property as an Airbnb or a VRBO, you have to set up a separate tax account for that property. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're making you set up a separate account to charge you the same tax rate.
1: No, they're not charging you the same, but they're not doubling it for a full-on commercial property either. That's ridiculous.
2: I have never stayed in an, Air- in an Airbnb. I will never stay in an Airbnb. No. Once you do, you'll never look back. I know you I don't want them never, next to you.
1: I know. I, I will know. I never uh, rent my house out for an Airbnb. That's different. You just said stay in one. I, I'm not saying I would rent my house out. I think that's weird, someone staying in your house. But uh. leaving the stove on, <laughs> oh, lighting God. candles, jerks, try
2: to set my house on not fire. Not unplugging the hose. Not unplugging the hose. Exactly, Sam. 913 586 7798. 586 7798. They better not go into the neighbor's yard.
3: Do we need to go to family therapy? No.
1: Um, I'm trying to see what other cities are now doing this through Airbnb and if there's been some sort of legal challenge. Like how often do you have to use your home for a business, dot, 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 for it to be considered a full-on commercial property? Well, that's the question I'm asking.
2: And, and, and I think if you use your home as like a personal office,
1: that that's one thing.
2: Okay. Okay? Um, I, I work for— I don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking facetiously. Um, I work from home and I work in my office and I log on to my computer at 8 o'clock in the morning. I take a lunch break at noon. I log off at 5 o'clock. That's my home office. Okay, fine. I am not inconveniencing my neighbors. If I start inviting people to live in my home at a cost – My home has now become a hotel.
1: Okay. In 2019, St. Louis did this. It was 235 properties that were listed on Airbnbs. They reclassified those properties from residential to commercial. You want to know what the tax rates went up? This is shocking. I I hope it's uh, debilitating. In St. Louis, the property tax rates, when they reclassified from residential to commercial— went from 19% as a residence to 32% Good. as a commercial property. Raise it higher. Why do you hate the I Airbnb? Hate, I Why? hate Airbnb.
2: Why? Because it is antithetical to anything that is a neighborhood. So are rentals, are they not? But at least with a rental, you
1: A, you know it's a rental, and B, they sign in to live there for at least a year. One man's property taxes rose from $1,800 to $5,000 a year. Good. Tax him
2: out of this bad behavior. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I hate the idea of Airbnb. So that if you're an Uber driver, you would have to agree that that car is now your business and should be reclassified as business. Correct.
3: All right. Uh, You do have to get separate insurance. Oh,
1: I I would assume you have... I would assume you have to have separate insurance for both, actually, Sam. Dana. Someone slips and falls on your property that you're renting. Dana, you know I love you like the sister I never had. I can't believe you. We're talking against each other. I'm not saying they shouldn't be taxed differently. I'm saying you can't full-blown tax them as a commercial property if they're not renting that property out 300 days out of the year. Let let me say this right now.
2: Mm -hmm. And I want to be very clear. Yep. As a resident of Shawnee, who are we kidding? Oh, Western Shawnee. Mm Mm-hmm. I want the city of Shawnee whether it's western Shawnee or Shawnee proper to bar Airbnb outright. It is wrong. Oh
1: my gosh. It Airbnb is wrong. I'm trying to come up with another analogy of people doing business outside of a garage sale where you would never tax that and reclassify a home as a complete commercial property. Okay,
2: let me ask you
1: this. It doesn't rise to the level of an Eldridge or a Wendy's or a Macy's. Let, it just
2: doesn't. Let me ask you this for the third time mm-hmm. and see if I can get an answer. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay with your neighbors
1: Airbnb-ing their home? Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? You know the answer for most people is, is no, no. That I would not. Per- I would prefer to not have that happen. Okay? Th- that's exactly right. Okay, I don't but want Scott, my neighbors I- Airbnb-ing Scott, their home. Am I living there... Sometimes, let's let's you're say nine months. At, no, time. let's say nine months out of the year I live there, and three months out of the year I'm renting it out. All I'm saying is you tax that at the percentage at which you are renting it out, not a full hundred percent commercial property percentage. Now, that I can
2: agree with. Hang, hold, hold on for a second, Sam. If you are living in your house for nine months out of the year, yeah, but you're renting it out for three months. Where are you during those three months? I'm wintering in Palm Desert. Okay, you don't need the money.
1: Oh my gosh. That is the dumbest you argument I have ever you heard literally, in my, The you government literally, doesn't work like that. You, the government does not work like that, Scott. Where well, we're going to make a different rule because you, you, well, if you're in Phoenix or Palm Desert in January, you don't need the money. You know, Give me a
2: break. You know full well you just walked into my verbal trap. If you are renting out your house for three months out of the year because you're in Palm Springs or Miami or whatever, you, you don't are need vomiting the money. ridiculousness right now.
1: You and, are absolutely just vomiting and, and Dana, ridiculousness. L- let me ask you
2: this if your neighbors are snowbirds, okay, and they're in Kansas City from March through October, and then they fly down to Florida and vacation in Coral Springs or wherever. You're okay with a group of people that you don't know moving in next door?
1: 100%, because I have friends who do that, and I've actually said, like, why don't you just rent that out for three months? You'd be okay if that was next door? For three months only?
2: Yes. No. For one weekend, one weekend, one weekend, another weekend, (laughs) and it's a different group of four people every weekend coming to, to your neighborhood. Sherry, Hello. Hello, oh, babe. How you doing? Are Are you calling in from Western Lenexa? Western Lenexa. You gotta mm. say it like you've got a mouthful of cheese. <laughs> anyway, and you're highly constipated. Let me tell you something. I rent out my basement with three bedrooms, <laughs> a great room, and a brand new bathroom and shower and everything. And baby, I make bank. And it's to a chaplain. Who would not trust an old man that's a chaplain? He's helping folk.
1: What? He's, he's what folk? Den, Dennis Brader was a deacon in the church. But Sherry, I, your point is taken. Uh, and you just don't tell anybody? You just slipped a pastor in your basement and you haven't told anybody? Whose business is it, sister? Whose
3: business is it? It's nobody's business but you and God. And you're doing for the Lord.
1: By renting out to a pastor?
3: Yes. Okay.
2: Maybe his church should pay him where he can afford his own house. <laughs> You'd think they would, but they don't. Okay. Okay. It is is my business, and and here's why. And and I know that I'm going to ruffle a few feathers here, but lately, apparently, over the last couple of weeks, that's par for the course. Your property impacts my property, and your rights only extend so far as they don't infringe upon mine. And that's a fact. Whether it's with freedom of speech, freedom of religion, if, Second if Amendment. If
1: it's infringing on your rights so much and it's impacting your property value so much, then they should ban it outright. They shouldn't say we're going to rake you over the coals for twice the rate as a commercial property.
2: Which is why I just said a few minutes ago, I am in favor of the city of Shawnee completely outlawing Airbnbs. Your your rights only extend so far as they don't
1: infringe upon mine. Okay, but it wouldn't infringe upon yours up until the point that someone starts shooting and it becomes a nuisance property because someone invites 80 people over. These properties can be controlled. You can only say, I want two people staying here, and I would prefer that you turn yeah. the stove off at night.
2: That, that, that's fine. <laughs> and, and unhook your hoses, please, uh, so that there's not flooding in the street. But when I go to sell my property and the realtor has to say, well, next door, that that's actually an Airbnb property. I just lost God knows how many
1: thousands of dollars. Okay, but you could say the same thing about a sex offender living across the street. Exactly. And we haven't banned that. Well, we pretty much have.
2: 913-586-7798. We'll get to more of your calls, your comments in just a moment. She is Dana Wright. That guy over there is Sam Stevie. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Great text on the text line, and 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 I think there, there's something to be said here. What kind of bizarro world are we living in when Scott is for government restrictions and higher taxes, and Dana is the defender of liberty? Hell hath frozen over. Well, no, and and he, if I may, and we'll get back to the calls here in just a second. We got a lot. I I am all for lower taxes and more liberty, what I am not in favor of is you bringing down the value of my home and my property, which is my biggest investment, because you want to make a couple of extra bucks that I don't get. Now, if you want to Airbnb your home and throw me a couple of cool 20s.
1: Oh, oh, so now if you can get in on the action, you're for it.
3: What kind of mafioso mentality is that?
2: Where's my cut? You want to end up on the bottom of the river with concrete oh boots? Oh,
1: my gosh. Now you're threatening people? <laughs> Who did I threaten?
2: I didn't threaten anybody. I... Except wow. for your neighbors. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jeffrey in Davenport, Iowa. Hello.
3: Hi. How you doing? I'm streaming your show because I used to live in Warrensburg, but I live up here now for the grandkids. Oh, and well, I just want to say, well, thank you. I just want to say, uh, yesterday I closed up my house in Warrensburg, one of the questions of whether or not my profits would be taxable was, did I ever operate a business out of my home? Mm. If, if I said yes, and it was taxable then, but I didn't. I just want to point that out.
2: Well, and, and I think, let, let's be honest, uh, Jeffrey, and Dana and I were talking about this during the commercial break. You know, Lawrence wants to tax these people at a rate that is equivalent to a motel or a hotel. My guess, and I don't know because I've never run an Airbnb out of my home. My guess is that these people do not report this income. Call me crazy. uh, If I were to run an Airbnb out of my home, it would be cash only. Uh,
3: Cash up front. Unmarked bills. Okay. Unwashed. Uh, so, how do you then go about promoting your Airbnb quietly? With a posting on Airbnb.com.
1: My guess is the city just does a simple zip code search,
3: right? Yeah, that's how they're getting people in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, but i, I can put my I can put my home up on Airbnb. You don't know if I've had somebody stay at my house. How would you know? How would you know? I mean, does the IRS go through the Airbnb documents and go, well, looks, looky here. Dana Wright had uh, two weekends in 2024 where people stayed at her house. I don't see this on her tax return. I don't think that happens.
3: I, I think that if uh, the city of whatever city you're living in went to Airbnb and said, hey, we'd love to know how many of these properties were stayed but, in, but, but, Airbnb but, but, would be like, and that, sure. And, and and Sam, that's fair. But but do you really think Shawnee is going to go to Airbnb
2: and say, we need a listing of all the people who stayed in Shawnee?
3: It depends. Is, it, is, it, is it Eastern Shawnee or Western Shawnee? Well,
2: if it's Western Shawnee, the price is going to be a lot higher. Uh, Kelly in Prairie Village. Hello, Kelly. Uh, Kelly, beg your pardon?
1: Hey, I was just, I was just telling Sam, I, I can give both points because, you know, I wouldn't want it full time next door to me either, but I'm a CPA and I don't see why they wouldn't follow the IRS rules, which say if you say you have a home like the Ozarks or whatever second home, if you rent it out less than 15 days a year, you do not have to consider a rental home. You do not have to report it as a business. Well, technically you still have to report the income, but yeah. you don't have to depreciate it and follow all those other rules, but most people just don't report it, obviously. Um, just like technically, any money you make, you have to report. I mean, I don't care if it's from selling drugs. They want to know about it. But most they people They get you don't. on that tax stamp, don't they? Yeah. So, <laughs> Which, by the way, days the a great, year. One of the greatest laws that's ever. Good enough, that's good enough to be free to the IRS. So I would yeah. think, anyway, it's the motel tax part of it that's going to kill them. Not being taxed, their real estate taxes being commercial rates. It's
2: that motel tax. All right, Kelly, do appreciate the call. Uh, just got a Facebook message from an old high school friend of mine named Claudia, mm-hmm. who said if I wanted to live next to to a motel, I would have bought a house next to a motel.
1: We'll leave the light on.
2: <laughs> Maggie, in Bonner Springs. Maggie, good afternoon. I Hi, love it. I love your name, by the way. That's my mom's name.
1: Oh, thank you. That's a good name. Um, yeah. What about the people that babysit out of their homes? You know. Um, and what about the people that do foster? care and especially the oxford houses where you know you have a landlord buying a house and rent now and then people rotate through the oxford houses some of those people that are in there um have to pay a certain percent um, all of them have to pay a certain percentage and it's well over what the rent is you know and a lot of them are coming out you know from prison on parole and stuff and there's a rotation of them so i don't know uh, i mean what's the difference
2: Ma- Maggie, <laughs> you know? it's, a, it's a great point about the oxford house or a sober living house um, and, and I the only thing I would disagree with you on is most of them are coming out of prison or uh, I think most people yeah. who move into an Oxford house are coming out of rehab, um, not out of prison. But, but that notwithstanding, who cares? Um, I would not, and I am a recovering alcoholic. I have friends who live in sober living houses. <sighs> it pains me to say this. I don't know that I would want a sober living house next door because it would affect the value of my property. Not because I'm opposed to them living in a sober living house. That's a you check me, I check you kind of thing. You know, we stay sober together. And like I said, not to repeat myself, but I will. I have several friends that I met in rehab that currently live in sober living homes. I just don't know that I would want one right next door. And I think if you're honest with yourself, most of you would say, I don't want a sober living house next door. Because we're looking at four or five people minimum. That's four or five cars in the driveway. Four or five people that are going to be there for one year and then they're going to funnel out and other people are going to funnel in. It's a revolving door. I'm not worried about them getting drunk or high or, you know, running through the neighborhood Just the naked. traffic. Yeah, it's just... It, it, it's not a... God, I'm going to sound like an elitist for a second here. Dang it. But then again, I am from... For a second, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. <laughs> I want a stable living arrangement next door to my home. I want a family. I want a husband and a wife and two kids living next door with a white picket fence. And if that makes me a what jerk... What if they're a
1: wife or a wife?
2: That Fine. Or a husband and a husband. I don't I, I don't care. You peasants,
1: stay over there. Am I a jerk? No. I think you're saying what most people think. I just vehemently disagree with you on the all or none, my way or the highway, when it comes to the Airbnbs. And I think that you're clouding your argument because you so hate them, even though you've never stayed in one. And I think you would find it quite delightful. Well,
2: I, 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 haven't, I haven't stayed in one because I hate the idea of it.
1: Let me give you an example. The one that I stay in 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 Ocean Springs, every single time I go down there, oh, my gosh, I love it so much. There is no property behind it. There's no property to the left of it. There's a Sonic and a train track. The property to the right of it is an Airbnb, and there's nothing in front of it. And so they're not hurting anyone. Then that's fine. And it is gorgeous. They call it the art house, for
2: God's sakes. Okay. Then I'm okay with that. But what I'm saying is the reason I don't stay in an Airbnb— is because I wouldn't want somebody staying in an Airbnb next door to me, so that's why I always rent a hotel. Okay, always, because I'm I, I practice what I preach. I wouldn't want you, and I don't mean you yeah, specifically, I but I wouldn't want you renting the house next door to me in Western Shawnee, and so I'm not going to rent next door to you when I go to Austin, Texas. Okay.
1: What did you just say? Wasn't that song in 21 Jump Street, one of the funniest (laughs) movies? Oh, my God. Where he he goes to arrest him and he goes, he goes, you have the right to be a lawyer. (laughs) And their supervisor goes... Did you tell a suspect they have the right to be an attorney? <laughs> yes, I did. And he goes, Well, you do have the right to be an attorney. If you want. <laughs> it's
0: one of the funniest what's, what's better,
2: twenty-one Jump Street or twenty-two jump street? I think I might go home and watch that tonight. That actually. is
3: one of the pairs of movies that actually got funnier with the second one, too. I,
2: I actually think twenty two jump street is better.
3: When I they might to, have to go back. When they and go look. to college mm-hmm. and he plays so football.
2: <laughs> And they're in the library. The muscle definition on you is insane. It's intense. <laughs>
1: Man, you can really. Pump. I absolutely you can might, pump iron. You I might like go a home year old. and watch that tonight. You look like
3: a <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, uh, I, weird. I peaked early. Uh.
1: <laughs>
2: we watched the Hangover um, oh, God. series over the weekend. She had never seen it.
1: She asked my grandmother's Holocaust ring. <laughs> they gave out rings at the Holocaust. <laughs> They gave out. <laughs> I'm telling you, no. Between Twenty One Jump Street, Hangover, and Bridesmaids, I don't think there's anything funny. So we also watched Bridesmaids
2: over the weekend. God! And
1: there was the uh,
2: dress fitting scene. Yes. And I said to her, I "Look sa- away." I said, "I said, do not look <laughs> away from this TV. You are going to pee your pants." And when when she when they're in the bathroom, oh yeah, and Melissa McCarthy
1: is it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Is
2: pooping into the sink. <laughs> And then the the bride goes running across the street and she's like, "Oh god, oh it's god. It's okay, happening. it's happening." <laughs> and she just crouches down like a bird getting ready to lay an egg.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those are my go-to when I just need to laugh, like not think, put something on that makes me laugh. Yeah. Any of those will do the trick.
2: See, I
3: would throw Hall Pass and horrible bosses into that category as well. Ooh, I
2: would I would also include horrible bosses yeah. too. Oh
1: really? Wait, there's yeah. a sequel. There's that? a sequel. I didn't even know there was a oh, you, sequel. you guys didn't see that? No. no. Oh yeah, it's good. It's is funny. it the same okay. cast? Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Jason Bateman. Okay. Oh, he All the crew. He is funny and everything. By the way, he has
2: really made a comeback over the years. He disappeared for like twenty years.
1: Well, then he did Ozark, and then he started doing comedies. And the one with um, Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy is one of the Identity Thieves. Mm-hmm. One of the Identity movies Thief that- is a great movie. Oh my god, when he's running. She goes, what are you Kenyan? <laughs> what are you Kenyan? <laughs> if you See, guys have not seen Identity Thief with Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy,
2: so, it is so funny. So we did like a movie binge
1: over the weekend and we did Bridesmaids. Um I wouldn't trust anyone that's not seen Bridesmaids. Well, we've seen it. Okay. So we can If, tr- you, if you came up to me and you were like. I don't find things oh, like that funny. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Get, I, get I, out. Get I out of my home. Co- if you can't quote like nine different scenes from that movie, you're probably not my people. If if, if you can, See, I think Hangover is one
2: of the funniest movies of all time. The problem with Hangover is that Hangover 2 is basically Hangover 1 but in Thailand.
1: Yeah. It's, right? It, 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 it's, it's
2: the same movie. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean they it's not. They should have stopped at 1. It's all right. They should have uh, stopped at 1. I, I don't know about that because, and, and here's why I say that. Um, I actually think Hangover 3 is really good.
1: We, we A girlfriend and mine, we were playing golf over the weekend, and she starts quoting Bridesmaids, the, the airplane scene. And you forget, there are other scenes in that movie that aren't as high profile, that are just as funny, Scott, that you forget when you watch it. When Kirsten Wigg says, or Kristen Wigg, pardon me, Kristen there man. is a colonial woman on the wing of this plane. They are lying to us. We just fell over laughing this weekend just talking about that.
0: It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? I I don't think you should be doing too much gambling tonight, Alan. Gambling? There's anything about gambling. It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon like on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after... 9-11, 9-11, where everybody gets some sensitive. Thanks a lot, Ben Laden. Was that
1: scripted, or did he just come up so, with that?
2: I, I, I don't know.
1: Um, I'm sure I, that's illegal. <laughs>
2: yeah, thanks a lot, Look Bin that Madden.
1: up. I'm sort of wondering if that so, was
2: unscripted. What, what I do know is the movie Anchorman is 60%. It works every time. Uh-huh. Uh, 60% of Anchorman is totally unscripted. It was all improvised. Like the, and I've told you the
1: entire scene of Sex Panther, mm-hmm. which by the way, it's funny, but it's not near as funny as Hangover of Bridesmaids, in my opinion. Mm. It's way down mm. the list.
2: Um, I still have the Sex Panther cologne and I put it up in my master <laughs> so closet. So
1: gross. Where
2: I can see it every day. Thank you for oh. that great gift. Um, Doesn't but, it growl when you open it too? It's supposed to. When you open the box, it goes. <laughs> Sex Panther, (laughs) 60% of the time. It's so bad. It works every time. It is so bad. But I was talking to Paul Rudd years ago, and I said, you know, the Sex Panther scene is my favorite scene from Anchorman, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm sure I've told you the story. He said, that entire scene was improvised. I came in with this great line. I was going to make Will Ferrell laugh. And then he goes,
1: that doesn't even make sense. And
2: it was going to go on the blooper. It was going to go on the blooper reel, right? <laughs> yes. 60% of the time, it works every time. Let's make this kitty purr. And he had come up with all these great lines for that scene. But Will Ferrell knew none of them were coming. Yeah. And so he he, he told me one time, he said, I dropped this line on Will Ferrell. 60% of the time, it works every time. And he goes, I thought for sure.
1: He would just die laughing.
2: Will Ferrell was just going to buckle over laughing, and Will Ferrell just looks at me straight face and goes, that doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> 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 One of the greatest lines ever. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go do that tonight. We're it says to... here we should work in teams. <laughs> what were, we're, you s- gonna say? we're supposed to be playing pickleball tonight. It's going to be like it's 26 degrees. It's too cold. I'm not I playing. didn't know we got a court outside. I'm not, I'm not playing. It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter?
2: <laughs> I think it's illegal, Alan. All right, we got to run. On behalf of our producer today, the finest man in these United States, the great Sam Stevie Third, my good friend and co-host Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. And God willing, we're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Have a great night. Be safe. Be well. And most importantly, be good to each other. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.